The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. Reiki has been proven to bring you balance and peace, as well as improve your health. It's a healing method that works with other alternative methods, as well as conventional medical practices, to encourage and enhance personal healing on a number of levels. Now, to tell you more about Reiki and better health, here is Paula Vale. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of For the Love of Reiki on Voice America. I am Paula Vale, your host, and today my guest is William Rand, and we will be talking about Reiki and and research, plus the new, growing, exciting modality of Holy Fire Reiki and William's amazing World Peace Grid. William Lee Rand is the founder and president of the International Center for Reiki Training, and the Center for Reiki Research and the Reiki Membership Association. He has authored several books, CDs. He has developed Karuna Reiki, Holy Fire Reiki, and also, you know, he publishes the Reiki News Magazine. He has an online Reiki newsletter. And with that note, William, I'd like to start with just a big thank you for all that you do for the world and the Reiki community. It's invaluable. Your classes, your books, your CDs, I am very grateful. Well, I'm very happy that people like my work. You know, I I really love what I do. I, I, I am amazed that I have such a wonderful job and uh, it's so fulfilling for me. I, I just love doing it, and I love all the people that I work with and that uh, seem to be getting help from it. So, yeah, well, thank you very much for that uh, compliment. Oh, you're welcome. And just how wonderful and fulfilling that must be. You do. You just do so much. Thank you. Well, let's begin with um, share with us a little bit uh, about Reiki and what research tells us. Yeah, well, good, sure. Yeah, well, that's a, a topic I've uh, been interested in. You know, uh, as I was growing up, I actually wanted to be a scientist, and so research is something I'm quite interested in. And um, so a while ago, I started something called the uh, Reiki and Hospitals website, and so I um, got some help, and what we did is we, uh, we realized that we're actually 800 hospitals in the U.S. that are actually offering Reiki as a standard part of patient care, and so we wanted to find out about some of those hospitals. And so what we did is uh, create a uh, procedure where we interviewed the people that were giving the Reiki, and we came up with a description that was validated by the hospital, approved by them, and we then published those descriptions of the Reiki programs in the hospitals. And so had that list going. That was really valuable to people that wanted to start a program in hospitals. And, uh, by the way, my, you know, the website is um, centerforreikiresearch.org. Center for Reiki Research.org that has this research available. So after I got that done, I realized, you know, there's a lot of research out there that's been done, 
But uh, there's a couple problems around it. First of all, when it's written up, it's written up usually in scientific jargon. It's sometimes difficult for people to kind of figure out what it means. And then secondly, these uh, research reports are actually owned by the magazine they're published in, so we can't really republish them on our website. So I thought if I could get some people who, who do research and also do Reiki who could actually summarize these reports, we could put them into everyday language that people would understand, we could summarize them, make them short, and then also we would own them, we'd own the summaries, we could publish them. So. I put out a, a notice for that, and uh, lo and behold, I got seven Ph.D.-qualified scientists who also do Reiki, and uh, they were absolutely amazing. They organized themselves, and they created something called the Touchstone Process, which was a process of uh, systematically and rigorously uh, analyzing and uh, summarizing each of these scientific studies that have been published. So there's about uh, 50 or so studies that we've done this process with, and I understand that there is no other field of research in all of science that has actually organized an entire field of research and summarized all of the studies. So a uh, pretty amazing process, so we call it the touchstone process. So it's on our website, and all of the studies that have been published in peer-reviewed journals actually are there summarized for the public to look at and to read. So very quickly you can go through and read all the studies and see what's been done. So, of course, that's valuable for anyone wanting to do research, but also just for the general public you can get an idea of, of the phenomenal things that have been done. Now, some of the results that we've had so far with the research that's been published um, is that we found that, well, it does things that basically people actually know <laughs> it actually does, but we scientifically verified it, reduces uh, stress. That's a big one. And there was one really interesting study using laboratory animals. Uh, they were laboratory rats, and uh, what they did was they subjected them to a, like a white noise that was disturbing to the rats and made them tense and anxious, and they measured that by their heart rate. And uh, they had one group of rats, in, they were in cages, and they had someone go in and pretend to do Reiki. The person didn't have Reiki, but they stood in front of the cage with their hands up and just kind of pretended that they were doing Reiki on the rats. And they had another group that would go in, and they did real Reiki. They didn't actually touch the animals, but they just beamed it with their hands. And so we had a control group, because one of the things that people say, the skeptics often say is, well, that's just what's called the placebo effect, that Reiki works just by the placebo effect, which it means that people believe they're going to get better because the Reiki is something positive, and so they believe it's going to work, and that's the only thing that makes it work. That's what they're saying. So they set up a controlled study that controlled for the placebo effect, and they found that the rats that got the pretend Reiki had no effect on them. It didn't reduce their stress, but the ones that got the real Reiki, their stress was significantly reduced. So very um, interesting study and, uh, of course, you know, very valid. So uh, we've done that study. That one's published, in, you know, one of the more interesting studies. And also it shows that Reiki reduces pain, uh, also depression, things of that nature. So um, just recently also we, uh, we conducted our own study. So after we summarized all the studies that had been done, of course we then had a really good idea of what had been done. So the people that uh, are working for us and with us, the um, research scientists, are very good at design quality studies. And one of the problems with research that's been recently done for Reiki is that many of the studies simply aren't 
well-organized or well-designed and not designed properly. So, of course, we designed a really good study. It was on pain uh, and orthopedic, uh, you know, care. So people have knee replacements. It was for people who are having knee replacements. These can be very painful operations requiring very uh, strong uh, pain reduction medication afterwards. And so this one we designed really well. We had three groups. One group got what's called standard of care, which is the way they usually would treat the the, uh, patient. The second group got standard of care plus what is called sham reiki. Sham reiki is where you take people that have no reiki training or no, they have no energy training whatsoever and you show them how to do the hand positions and how to act like a reiki practitioner. But they don't have any reiki training. And the third group uh, does have real reiki. And so we had those three groups. What they found was that the standard of care and the sham reiki did about the same, not much reduction in pain. But the people that got the Reiki had a tremendous reduction in pain. The graph, the Sham Reiki and the um, standard of care were kind of up at the top. It didn't really go decrease, but the real Reiki, it just was curved straight down. So um, excellent study, uh, wonderful results with it. So that's some of the research that's been done around Reiki. Yes, that that is absolutely fantastic. And... I know I read one time that when Reiki is given, you know, after surgery, uh, they, for some reason, you know, they can't explain it, but when Reiki is given, they did some tests on, you know, post-surgery, and people have less pain, they heal faster, and it even said surgeries are shorter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, yeah, that's kind of remarkable that now actually in the operating room, there's quite a few surgeons are actually asking Reiki people to come in and give Reiki to the patients. Usually if it's the patient already has a Reiki practitioner they work with, so they're familiar with Reiki and they, you know, they actually have their Reiki practitioner come into the operating room and they're right there while the operation is going on. And it's kind of a, a rigorous sort of practice, I understand, and talking to a few of the people that have done it that um, the operations can be quite lengthy, uh, you know, hours and hours and hours, and they have to be in there the whole time. So uh, they're doing Reiki on the patient while they're getting operated, and that's the reports that are, are coming across is that it reduces the, uh, the healing time afterwards, you know, how the time it takes for their wounds to heal. It reduces the amount of anesthetic that the person needs. And, in fact, there are anesthesiologists that use Reiki, I just had two of them in my class this last weekend, and what the reports we get from them is that they need less anesthetic to um, treat the patient, that the patient becomes so relaxed from the Reiki, they just go right under immediately. They're not fighting it, they're not afraid or anything, and they need actually less anesthetic, which is better for the patient because then, you know, the anesthetic is toxic and it takes time for the system to release that. And uh, so the operations go a lot better. So, yes, faster wound healing, less pain. And um, the operations seem to go better, more smoothly. And the uh, addition to that, the person leaves the hospital faster, which is what the hospital wants. So <laughs> get them out of there. So, um, yeah, yes. amazing results for uh, Reiki in the hospital. Oh, I love that. I love that. I love all those fantastic stats. And a couple of years ago, I actually read an article at a university in Oregon near where I am, and they did a study on the huge boost that Reiki gives our immune system. Yeah, yes, true. 
Yeah, and of course, the immune system is there fighting all sorts of infections as well as cancer and any sort of illness or, you know, problem a person has involves the immune system. So to increase the efficiency of the immune system is really a very uh, important um, benefit. And in fact, you know, the immune system is, is uh, the part of us that, you know, fights infections and to have that functioning at a, you know, a higher level of effectiveness, it's really important. People get, um, get uh, well faster. And then, of course, if, you know, for people who treat themselves, they just don't get sick as often. So it's very valuable. Yes, isn't that wonderful with, with treating ourselves and having that Reiki energy running through us? It's, it's just such a great boost for our immune system as well. Yeah, so there are, there are many uh, physiological and medical uh, conditions that have been tested that show that Reiki actually does work. Now, that last study I mentioned to you about uh, Reiki and orthopedic pain, it happened at uh, Abington Hospital in Abington, Pennsylvania. That was actually a pilot study. So pilot studies are smaller studies, and their purpose is to verify that all the procedures are being done properly so that you can do- design what's called a large-scale study. So now we're in the process of designing a large-scale study. The large-scale study is what's actually definitive, and that's what um, scientists and uh, medical people really look at is the large-scale study because that's, that's uh, is greater, a greater level of proof that something is working. So we're designing that now. We're going to have about 150 um, patients uh, involved in this study. So we're putting that together, and when that comes out, I, we feel that that's going to really uh, make a difference in the perception uh, of Reiki by medical people. I think one of the, the things is that there are a lot of medical people sort of on the fence. They don't, they're a little hesitant to go ahead and accept Reiki because they're afraid of what their peers will say. But if, as soon as there's evidence, you know, valid, strong scientific evidence, then we're going to see a lot of doctors coming over and say, yeah, you know, we want to do this because the, the research, the science, you know, backs it up. Oh, you're right. You're right. They'll they'll have that and say, I have research to back me up. So they're going to be more bold in saying, let's do this. Look at this. Let's bring this in. Oh, I love that. Absolutely. Yeah, there's so many benefits. And, you know, pain is one of the – pain seems to be the one that Reiki uh, has the most pronounced effect on. And, of course, that's a really big thing with surgery and uh, all sorts of other conditions in the hospital. Pain is a really big thing, and they have to use medications that have side effects, and they're expensive. So if you use less pain medication and have uh, reduced side effects, that's very beneficial for the patient. Yes, yes. And, and this can be accomplished with long-distance Reiki as well, correct? Well, yeah, you can. You can do that, yes. Now, so far, we haven't had too many... Uh, scientific studies about long-distance Reiki, but you would assume if it works in person, you know, our experience is it works at a distance, too. So, yeah, that can that can definitely be helpful. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love that. Well, we are going to be going into our first commercial, William. So we will take a break here, and we will come back and talk a little bit more. Okay, well, um, we'll be right back, everyone. Thank you. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. 
At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, we offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Paula Vale of For the Love of Reiki has an exciting offer for you. However you may know of Paula, you now have the means of exposing your business through Paula's massive following. Starting at a very conservative $29.99 a month, you can advertise your products and services on Paula's directory. Ask about the priority listing and see what additional perks you can take advantage of. Act immediately to be exposed to millions. To apply, go to lovereikiradio.com and look for the practitioner directory sign-up page. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's health and wellness channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife. Beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone, this healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us, they clothe us, they comfort us, and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. I am here with William Rand and we are discussing research and Reiki. And William, you also have developed and taught Holy Fire Reiki. And I am receiving 
so many emails and and so much asking of information about that because it is different than Yasui, but it's something that we can blend on in and and move up to. Um, myself, I'm going to be taking Holy Fire Reiki in June. I'm very excited. So I wow, would lo- great. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited. So I would love to hear a little bit about Holy Fire Reiki. Sure, yeah, Holy Fire. Uh, well, you know, uh, when I got involved with Reiki um, quite a while ago, actually back in way back in 81, uh, prior to that, I had actually spent about 15 years studying many different types of metaphysics, uh, different types of healing and meditation and uh, metaphysical things. I worked with a kahuna for over a year. I was involved with other shamanic groups, other types of meditation and healing and so forth. And so I had a, a, quite a background in the, on, the whole, on the whole field before I got involved with Reiki. So I recognized when I got involved with it, you know, some of the qualities of it that not everyone was aware of who just kind of jumped in as maybe their first experience with metaphysical things. So what I realized is that it was extraordinary. Reiki itself is extraordinary in that you don't have to study for years. Like when I worked with the Kahuna, it was like years of time you'd have to study before you could be a healer. Same thing with the Rosicrucians and in shamanic work as well. But with Reiki, in one weekend you can actually get an attunement, and with the attunement you get the ability to do Reiki. So that, you know, is quite phenomenal. And, of course, we need people to be able to uh, be healers as quickly as possible because the planet has so many problems and, it's, you know, the population is so large. We need lots and lots of Reiki people. So Reiki is just an extraordinary method of uh, people learning how to help others very quickly. So uh, that's quite, quite a valuable technique. And so when I got involved with it also, I realized that um, Reiki is tapping into uh, what you would say and call an infinite source of healing. Now, it's infinite in two respects. It's infinite in the quantity of healing that's available for us to use, like the volume, you might say, but it's also infinite, unlimited in the frequency of the healing energy that we can actually access. Now, uh, I noticed this because Rather than just learning by rote or memorizing, you know, how Reiki works, I was actually aware of the energy itself, and I could, you know, connect with it, communicate with it, and also other people were that way, too. And so I would talk with them about it, and we came to an understanding and agreement that, yeah, there are different frequencies of Reiki that people are actually using. And when we become sensitive to the energy, you can notice that the Reiki of one person seems to be a little different than someone else's Reiki. And we came to the understanding that actually, like I'm saying, there's uh, higher and higher frequencies that it's possible to tune into. So I always had that in mind. And uh, as I continued, in my, uh, began teaching Reiki and making use of it, I would work with different uh, spiritual advisors and people who were very highly developed spiritually to give me their insights about what I was doing and even to help me to evolve or perfect it so that I actually got some benefit from you know, interacting with them for, for my students. And so the quality of the Reiki I was using actually began to develop and evolve. Now, this is also validated by uh, the Japanese style, the Yasui style. Um, I had the good pleasure of knowing a man named Hiroshi Doi, or as we call him, Doi Sensei. And he's a member of the Gakkai, and what he says basically 
is that Reiki can be increased in the quantity of Reiki that you have, but also the quality of the energy. So that was something we were always looking at and wanting to learn how can we evolve or develop the, this quality even further. So uh, in my work, too, we came to be aware that, well, there are different qualities of energy, and uh, some of them are of a lower sort of frequency that are actually involve the ego, and some of them are beyond the ego. And so, of course, what we want to have is a connection to the energies beyond ego. The Reiki is that type of energy. And about a little over a year ago, I was working with my spiritual advisor, and she actually works with Jesus. Now, you might think, Jesus, oh, then that's religious or something, and actually it's not, because Jesus never actually was a Christian. <laughs> that might be kind of unusual for people to think about, but um, he is a very uh, spiritual person. I'm talking more about the spiritual Jesus, not the religious Jesus. And so it was through Jesus also God and the Holy Spirit. Now, people think of those terms as religious, but actually they're not religious, and you're, it's possible to have a connection with God without being religious. Now, of course, God is often given different names, like the Supreme Being, um, the Universal Mind, and so forth. But uh, I like to use the word God. So uh, we are tapping more and more into God, and so it was through that connection that I was given Holy Fire Reiki. And so I didn't actually create it. It was not something I thought of or I thought, oh, I'm going to go do this, create some new type of Reiki. I was just given to it. It was given it. It was a surprise to me. I wasn't expecting it, but one day in one of my sessions I was told, well, next, your next class you're going to be teaching a new type of Reiki. So I was given an attunement for it, and I was shown the symbol and how to teach it. And in fact, it was the next day that I was to teach the class. And so I just went ahead on faith and just trusted, and I was shown what to do. And the morning before the next class, I was actually shown what to do next and so forth. And so Holy Fire Reiki came into being. So that's a little history on, on how it developed and some of the philosophy around why it's possible. Oh, I love that. I love that. And the analogy, it creates a higher quality of Reiki. And when I think of just that name, what I'm envisioning is, you know, I, I use the word source a lot. It's just going to be, you know, this great, greater connection to source and opening up. I'm, yeah, that's right. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, um, yeah, if you think about this, I mean, people agree Reiki comes from source, higher power, God, supreme being. When we think of what that means, we think of something that's unlimited. There's no limit. And so if we're tapping into something that has no limit, doesn't it make sense that we could actually increase the strength of our Reiki, the effectiveness, so it actually would heal people faster, and we would feel more uplifted and more filled with joy and peace and love and happiness? It just makes sense logically that that would be true. And so by seeking that, then, you know, we're led to actually these higher, uh, more refined forms of Reiki. And so... That's what we discovered. When I taught the first class, people were amazed at the energy, and there were people who already were Reiki masters in this master class, and they exclaimed that they had never felt an energy of that frequency before and of that quality. 
And as I continued to teach it, more and more people took it who already were Reiki masters. One of the things that they would say afterwards is that they were beginning to heal things for their, themselves in their own lives that they had worked on for years and never actually were able to heal. Well, suddenly they're able to heal them. So, um, you know, that's a, a pretty good sign that it is more effective than the Reiki they had before. Now, it doesn't actually take the place of a Sui Reiki. It just works with it. So as an example, our master class is called the Asui Holy Fire ART Master Class. So it's a combination of a Sui Reiki and Holy Fire. We, we, we continue to use all of the usual, the four usual uh, Asui symbols, the power symbol, emotional symbol, the distance symbol, and the master symbol. We use all four along with the Holy Fire symbol. So we don't give up the Asui Reiki. We still use it, but it's in combination with Holy Fire. Oh, I love that. That is fantastic. And I actually had a guest on one of my shows, and she's, like me, very into giving Reiki to the animals. And she said, Paula, after I was attuned in Holy Fire Reiki, it was amazing the quality, the increase in what I was able to give to the animals. So that was pretty exciting. Yeah, people do report that on a regular basis, and it seems as though even the Holy Fire is evolving. So, you know, it has its own mind, and it's actually promoting itself. And um, some examples, like there was a woman that uh, came for a a session, and um, she didn't have anything in particular that she wanted to work on. And this is uh, the session only lasted 10 minutes, but in that 10 minutes, what happened for her pretty amazing. She realized that her father had sexually molested her as a child. I mean, that came into her mind. And then she was able to forgive him all in 10 minutes. And uh, she said that transformed her life. She had had many symptoms, you know, problems, and uh, she didn't know what had caused them. But then she, she got it that it was she had been sexually molested by her father. And the energy was there. You know, it wasn't just her own energy that was able to forgive. It was like she was enhanced so that her ability to forgive was much stronger and clearer than ever before she forgave her father and um she was healed all in 10 minutes that is fantastic yes and that you know that shows us i've had people ask well i don't have time to come to a session or you know could you could you give me reiki for 10 minutes would that do anything and yes and yes that that tells you right there i mean even just a few minutes of reiki is a benefit isn't it yeah yeah especially with the holy fire it seems to act fast and it's just right on as soon as you start doing it boom the energy is flowing very strongly and it's uh, like i say a much more refined like when you get a holy fire session the energy feels, I mean, if you see, think of different qualities of cloth, you could think of burlap, which is very coarse, of course, or canvas. And then there's cotton, and there's wool, and there's silk. It's like the Holy Fire feels like this very refined, like silk, kind of a silk scarf is kind of, you know, just going, flowing through you. Like it's the Reiki, it's the Holy Fire, and it's very subtle and refined and yet very powerful and just causes you to relax. Um, in a significant way, in a very wonderful, beautiful way. And many people say that they feel, they find that um, their feelings of love, not only are they healed, but they become more refined. So 
that they have a much more refined quality of love that they're aware of and they're able to feel for themselves and others, and also joy and peace and happiness. Uh, these feelings are just developing and evolving. Oh, that is fantastic. And just think, William, you know, every day, you know, more and more people are, are coming into that and bringing that in. And and like you said, the energy and the growth of the love that's going to bring into the world and help the world. Absolutely. It's growing and developing, and it's uh, kind of guiding itself. So is solving the problems that it might encounter in terms of promoting itself and just moving forward. So, yeah, it's pretty phenomenal. And, you know, uh, not only is there, like, the regular sessions, but in class we learn how to do and give these what are called experiences. And they're like meditations, but what happens is the person guiding it only guides it for a short period of time and stops talking, and the holy player actually comes into each individual and guides that person in a beautiful meditative experience. And as an example, one woman said she um, went into this state, and she was with her daughter, who's five years old, and they were in his field, and the daughter was, like, playing in the grass, rolling and laughing and just happy and free. And then suddenly the mother was five years old, and she was with the five-year-old daughter, and they're both rolling in the grass and happy and free and just, you know, enjoying themselves, just carefree. And then she said, Every person that had ever harmed her or that she was angry at or ever had a, a fight with was there. And they were all five years old, and they were all happy and just playing and rolling in the grass, free, and just all, you know, friends. And so in that imagery, she just let go of all the anger and fear and hate that she had for all the people that had ever harmed her. Oh, and what a release. Oh, my goodness. To exchange yeah. that into love. Oh, that is... That yeah, just a phenomenal kind of thing. And I, I spoke with her. That was over a year ago. And she said, yeah, that, that's still with her. And the energy that she got is there in her meditations now and uh, very healthy. She said it, it transformed her whole life. And um, she's a, a completely different person. Yes. William, t uh, tell the listeners uh, quickly here where they can look, what website you would like them to look on to look at what yeah. classes Yeah, it's pretty on. simple. Yeah, if you want to learn about Holy Fire, just go to Reiki.org, R-E-I-K-I dot O-R-G, Reiki.org. And then at the top and the right side there, you'll see Holy Fire, and just click on that, and there'll be a list of links and articles all about Holy Fire that explains what it is and uh, how it developed and the results their people are getting and so forth. So Reiki.org, and then just click on Holy Fire, and you'll get it. Or you can just put in Holy Fire Reiki uh, in Google, and I'm pretty sure you're going to end up at our website, and it'll just explain exactly what it is. Excellent. That is that is so exciting. Well, uh, we are ready to go into another commercial. So, William, we'll take a quick break, and we'll be right back, everyone. Paula Vale of For the Love of Reiki has an exciting offer for you. However you may know of Paula, you now have the means of exposing your business through Paula's massive following. 
Starting at a very conservative $29.99 a month, you can advertise your products and services on Paula's directory. Ask about the priority listing and see what additional perks you can take advantage of. Act immediately to be exposed to millions. To apply, go to lovereikiradio.com and look for the practitioner directory sign-up page. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Are you ready to experience the wonderful healing benefits of Reiki? Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki, one of the top shows on Voice America's health and wellness channel, has put together the Love of Reiki Practitioner Directory. It is a growing list of practitioners and teachers of Reiki and other healing modalities. Go to lovereikiradio.com to search for a practitioner or teacher in your area, as well as products and materials from around the world. Again, that's lovereikiradio.com. Are you looking to relax, improve your health, and find balance in your life? Then you need to try the wonderful healing powers of Reiki. Reiki is an energy healing technique that is based on the concept of life energy. At Wellness Inspired, located in Tacoma, Washington, We offer Reiki sessions in combination with other healing modalities to maximize the healing benefits for our clients. We also have one of the few crystal healing beds located in the Pacific Northwest. To learn more about how you can achieve better health and balance with Reiki, visit us at wellnessinspired.com. The healing modality of Reiki has become more recognized worldwide in both the areas of naturopathic medicine and Western medicine. Reiki not only benefits and heals the person receiving the Reiki healing energy, but also the practitioner. Learning Reiki can change your life and the life of those around you. Paula Vale of Wellness Inspired in Tacoma, Washington, has trained in Reiki worldwide and teaches all levels of Yusui and Karuna Reiki. Paula understands that teaching Reiki is both an honor and a responsibility. Go to wellnessinspired.com to learn more. Hi, I'm Kristen Eichel. Join Paula Vale, host of For the Love of Reiki and I, along with millions of other Reiki and energy healers worldwide, as we create the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife beginning from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. this Saturday and the third Saturday of every month in your time zone. This healing wave of prayer and positive energy will ripple around the planet, creating a 24-hour wave of Reiki, love, and healing to all the members of the animal kingdom. Animals feed us. They clothe us. They comfort us and inspire us. We live with them in our homes and in our communities, and we send this healing wave of light to them to express our gratefulness to them for their gifts to all humanity. Please join with us as we create a new movement of Reiki energy with the World Reiki Circle for Wildlife this Saturday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Write to Paula to share your thoughts and experiences with Reiki. Paula at wellnessinspired.com. You're listening to For the Love of Reiki with Paula Vale. We would love to hear about your Reiki stories as well as your questions about Reiki. Paula will answer questions and share stories on the show. Please send an email to Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Again, that's Paula at wellnessinspired.com. Now, back to For the Love of Reiki. Hello, welcome back everyone to Voice America. For the Love of Reiki, and my guest William Rand is here with us today. And William, I would love to hear a little bit about your World Peace Grid and what that has accomplished and 
and the growth that is that is just happening with that. Sure, yeah, that's an interesting topic. Uh, you know, one of the things, too, I, I'm really interested in venture and doing things like, of that nature. And um, <clears throat> I had heard about somebody that went to the North Pole to meditate. And I thought, you know what, I'd like to do that, too. <laughs> and um, so then I was reading National Ge- Geographic, and there was an article about someone going to the North Pole, and the guy's name was there. So I Googled his name, and um, I got his phone number, and I called him, and he was act- I was able to talk to him. <laughs> I said, hey, you know, how can I get to the North Pole? He said, well, we're going up there with a dog sled team and everything, and then once we get up there, there'll, there'll be a plane that flies up and um, to pick, it up, pick us up, and we have extra space on that plane. You could actually be on that plane and fly up to the North Pole. And I go, wow, fantastic. So um, he gave me the information about how to do that, how to get hooked up to the right people to get on board that plane. So I said, yeah, I'm going to the North Pole. I'm going to meditate. And then I thought, well, you know what? This would be such an important trip. I don't want to just go and meditate. I want to actually go up and maybe leave something there. Mm-hmm. So I started thinking about what I might do, and I thought, well, I could leave some crystals up there. And I thought, well, you know what? That isn't quite enough. I, there's something else. So I thought, maybe I could hook them up with copper wires. And I thought, well, that's not quite it either. And I had a jeweler uh, friend, and he had uh, designed some metaphysical jewelry for, for me in, in the past. And so I went with him and went to him and talked with him about it. And we, we you know, together designed the, what we call the World Peace Grid. And the World Peace Grid is meant to actually hold or contain Reiki energy and then to actually transmit it around the whole world. And I thought, you know, going to the North Pole, what an ideal place to, to place something like that. So the World Peace Grid is actually about... Uh, it's about a foot wide. It's in the shape of what's, what you call the heart chakra. It's 12 petals, the heart chakra. It's made of solid copper, and then it's uh, nickel-plated to preserve it and to protect it. And on the surface, there's 24-karat gold. And then at each of the petals, there's a double-terminated quartz crystal that I you know, hand-picked each one. And then right in the center, there's a 12-sided pyramid that I had specially cut just for that purpose, and each of the facets faces one of the 12 double-terminated quartz crystals. And then there's symbols, 12 symbols representing all the religions of the world. And, of course, it doesn't represent all of them because there's many more than 12, but we have the major ones, but then we also have one, a special one to represent all others. We have one also for atheists, agnostics. We have one also for independent spiritual paths. So it's meant to re- represent all the spiritual people and all the religious people on the planet. And then there's an inscription, and it says, May the followers of all religions and spiritual paths work together to create peace among all people on earth. And it has that inscription on it, too. So in the center, underneath the central uh, crystal, there's actually the power symbol from Asui Reiki, and then there's the peace symbol from Karuna Reiki, and so that means to expand peace. And so the idea around it is that, you know, we have many religions in the world, but not all of them are, are you know, like each other, and in fact they're tending to be against each other, and some of them even go to war against each other. So the idea is, though, they, at their core, they all have principles that are very similar and very powerful. And if all the religions and spiritual people of the earth could work together in harmony, peace would come to the world right away. Yes. So um, that's the essence, the, the basic concept around it. And so uh, in May of 1997, uh, that's when I flew up there, 
And uh, I actually had this peace grid with me at a class, a Karuna class in New York. And then they left there, and they uh, flew to uh, Windsor, uh, Canada, and then they flew up to Edmonton. And then from there, uh, Yellowknife, and from there, the place called Resolute, which is the, the furthest north you can go in a commercial airplane. And at Resolute, the, the hangar was the size of a garage, and it was like just a gravel runway, way up there, all snow. And uh, in May, the sun is just up 24 hours a day, just circling around in the sky all the time, and uh, pretty amazing conditions. And so we had to wait until the, the weather was right for us to fly up to the North Pole, and then we had to be ready to go, though, as soon as they said. And so, um, interesting situation. And uh, so finally it was time to go, and we flew up. The plane had retractable skis. It had actually some of the seats taken out. There were 50-gallon uh, barrels of uh, fuel uh, strapped in because we didn't have enough uh, fuel in the tanks. And they, I was told, well, this plane just barely is capable of doing this trip. <laughs> so um, anyway, we flew all the way up to a place called Eureka Weather Station, which is at 80 degrees latitude, and uh, landed there just to refuel. But then we found out that the weather had changed. We had to stay at Eureka for a few days and got to talk to the people there and uh, went out to a glacier and also an iceberg and just uh, hung out there for a while. And then we, uh, it was time we actually flew up and we were out over the Arctic ice and then we landed. We picked up the dog sled team that actually hadn't made it to the North Pole. We took off and uh, we're going to land at the North Pole. We got there. And, of course, there's no tower. There's nothing to help a plane land. It was all foggy. We couldn't land and didn't know quite what to do. So um, came back. I still had the peace grid with me. And uh, I talked with the dispatcher, and she said, don't worry, I'll fix you up. So what happened is I got to go to the magnetic North Pole, which was better than the actual geographic. And so we went to the magnetic North Pole, and I did a ceremony. I charged it with Reiki, and I buried it down there in the snow and ice and left it there. And I had a little float on it because up there, that, uh, up there actually what happens is the ice breaks up in the summer. Anything you leave there is going to float down to the bottom of the Arctic Ocean, which is 14,000 feet deep. So I had like a float system so that it would kind of go down gradually. So left it there and just an amazing experience and came back. And I'm thinking about it and realizing, actually, that's kind of lopsided. You just have, you know, the one pole. There's a peace grid. i got to go to the South Pole. So that was a more difficult trip. It's a lot further down there to the South Pole. And I got it together. So in uh, December of 99, I flew down to Antarctica, had a peace grid all made up for for that location. And there was a little problem that I was told I would only get three hours at the actual South Pole. And I didn't know how I was going to, you know, what I would would leave it there with three hours. So I went down there. And something happened, and uh, we kept getting told that we had to wait a little bit longer. And finally they said, we're going to have to stay here because actually there's a blizzard where we're going to fly back to. We can't leave until the blizzard's over. And so we had five days at the South Pole, and so plenty of time to figure out where to put it and how to, you know, leave it there. Meditated quite a bit, and so was able to leave it there at the South Pole and uh, flew back. And on that trip, I, I got back just in time. It was Christmas Eve, landed back in Michigan. So another amazing adventure. Uh, really un- uh, interesting because all the guys down there were like world-class athletes. They were going to go skiing, and they, they were crossing the Antarctic continent by, and being pulled by kites and um, all kinds of interesting activities that were involved with. But um, uh, an amazing trip. So they had one at the North and South Pole. So um, 
Then one of my students invited me to come to Israel and teach over there, so I went and taught uh, near Tel Aviv at a kibbutz. And then he took me on a little tour, and we went to the old city of Jerusalem. When I got there to the old city, I felt the strongest spiritual energy I'd ever felt in my entire life, and it was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, it was so clear and pure. And, of course, the old city of Jerusalem is where you've got the three monotheistic religions. It's their, their home base, Christianity, Judaism, and uh, the Muslims have their, you know, a sanctuary there. And very, very powerful. So I thought, this is a place. I've got to leave a, a peace grid here. So um, didn't know where to leave it. And then we found a, a person that owns an art gallery. And I thought, yes, that's it. So I went and I taught a class in 2004 at the art gallery. We left the peace grid there. So we have the, the third major peace grid at the, you know, the um, Old City of Jerusalem, where the three monotheistic religions are based. So that's the story of uh, the peace grids and how they got placed. And, of course, what we do now is every month around the middle of the month, around the 17th or so approximately, it's Wednesday at 7.30 in each person's time zone, everybody meditates and sends, you know, beans reiki to the peace grid. So... Every time I placed the grid, I took a photograph of, of it. So I've got photos of, of all the peace grids and each of the locations. I know I also have one here at the center in Michigan, and I have one at the center in Maui, too. So we've got five of them. And so what we do now is uh, people around the world, in fact, we've downloaded, there's been over 350,000 downloads of the photographs. So we know there's thousands, hundreds of thousands of people actually taking part in this. We all meditate and we send energy to charge the grids for world peace. So that's a little background and how that works. If you want to be inter- if you want to actually take part in the meditation, just go to reiki.org and look at the world peace uh, page and you'll find out how to get connected with the um, the peace grid meditation and or just go to our homepage and leave your email address and you'll automatically be sent the notice about the peace meditations take place every month. Oh, that that is so beautiful, William. Oh, my goodness. That was an amazing idea. Oh, an amazing Yeah, I, yeah I just, I, I, like I say, I'm into adventure. I'm into spiritual things, and it was just such a fun. I mean, I felt like I was literally in, like, a, a science fiction or a science, like, like, like a, an adventure novel. Just like, you know, I read these adventure novels when I was a kid, and I thought, wow, it just felt exactly like that. It was a tremendous adventure to do that. Yes, and you did it. Oh, wow. Oh, I love it. I love it. Oh, well, I I know that I'm going to continue to be involved in that. I think it's absolutely fantastic, and I welcome all of our listeners to join in. That is just a beautiful thing to put out there. Thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. Yeah, I really, I'm really, I feel very, very uh, fortunate to have been able to do that. It's just, um, an amazing thing and brilliant idea yeah it's amazing yeah. it's amazing it it just shows what one person you know we all can make a difference we can all do a little something and make such a huge difference yes i love it well uh we are down to just another couple minutes here william any any last few things? We've got about four minutes left that you'd like to share with everyone. Sure. Yeah, I believe that, you know, every single problem that we have on the planet can be solved and that we have within us the ability to tune in to 
much higher frequencies of consciousness than what are normally experienced. And by going to these higher places, we can actually channel in the solutions and the, the way to solve our problems. And the solutions to our problems are not going to take place in the usual way that problems are solved, because even Einstein said you can't solve a problem on the same level that it was created. As an example, you can't use war to stop war. <laughs> Um, you've got to rise above it. You've got to have a very powerful energy that promotes peace and love and cooperation. And so with Reiki and Holy Fire Reiki also, you know, we've got this energy and it's tapping into this unlimited source. And so it's possible for us to rise up and actually find the solutions that we need and actually use them to, to heal the planet and solve our problems. So we live in a miraculous time. Not only are things advancing technologically, but also spiritually. There's a greater and greater number of people that are involved with spiritual practices, and there are breakthroughs taking place. And so as these higher frequencies of healing become available to us, we'll be able to make tremendous uh, change on our planet and heal the problems that we have. Oh, yes, yes. I love that. And everyone coming together and the increase of that vibration. Yeah. That is so fantastic. And I, I want to thank you, William, for with your books, your teaching. You put so much out there in the line of respect and working together and everyone being one unit. I just think that is so wonderful. Well, thank you. I'm yes. honored to be able to do this and um, very grateful for what has happened and you know, my career and all the activities I've been uh, you know, able to be involved with. So very happy to do this. Oh, well, thank you so much. And, and we are so honored to have you here with us today. And I would like to take a moment to thank my sponsor as well, Kangen Water. That's ionized water. I myself have been drinking it for over a year now and just love it. And if anyone would like to look into that, please go to www.kangencorporate.com. And William, I just want to say continue and thank you. And I am so honored that you were here with us today. And I want to well, thank say, you, Paula. Yeah, I really enjoyed being here. Thank you. You're so welcome. And thank you to our listeners in the U.S. and around the world. And if you're thinking about learning Reiki, it's absolutely life-changing. And hugs and blessings to everyone, and we will see you next week. Thank you again for tuning in to For the Love of Reiki. Please join your host, Paula Vale, again next Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel to learn more about your better health. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. 
The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 